Lupin Larry is 30 episodes old. As everyone knows, when a podcast turns 30, the only way to celebrate is by watching the worst piece of garbage that Hollywood's ever turned out. And since you're such a valued listener, you get to endure a geeky discussion about how not to make a movie. Right here on Lupin Larry, Guardians of Geek. In a world filled with intergalactic space battles, meta-human destruction on a global scale, and psychopathic serial hauntings, there's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture, call Luminary Guardians of Geek. Yeah. Oh, the the comfort of the explosion. It's a it's a COVID explosion right there. <laughs> it just brings me all the warm fuzzies. <laughs> hey, I'm Loop. And I'm Larry. And it's Guardians of Geek. We are in week like whatever, whatever of the uh, of the coronavirus. <laughs> I, I feel like it's like two thousand eight hundred. Oh God, I don't know. I honestly like I've forgotten so many things. Like just general days of the week. Like. <laughs> Half the time, I think I, Tuesday seems to be the day I'm always going to. It's like, I think it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck on Tuesdays for the rest of my life. I don't know what's going on, but it's... We, we, uh, we, we've now actually lost track of time. Uh, last week, my wife and I started preparing dinner, and we had it all good to go, and we were ready, and we called my son and said, okay, it's dinner time, and he called down and said, it's 424. <laughs> <laughs> and neither of us had any idea. Like, we literally did not even realize that it was not even, not even 4.30 and dinner was uh, done. <laughs> it, it's horrible. Like, I just don't know what day of the week it is anymore. Like, I literally, it was my anniversary the other day, and I just totally, like, just, like, I, I know what date my anniversary is. I just yeah. forgot what day of the week it was. Like, yeah. I was, like, just generally, like, I was, like, it's like we're... So, so this worries me about uh, retirement, the retirement years. How is that going to go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> it, retirement could be two days from now for all I know. I don't know what, yep. what year we're in. I don't even know, know. anymore. It's like we need a do-over of 2020, that's for sure. Uh, we, we really do. A complete reset. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like, all the things were, like I, all I could think about is all the things I've missed, like all the like yeah. the comic cons and things that we're gonna miss and like until things get rolling again but yeah yeah there, then there have been there have been a couple of comic cons that that uh we usually go to that are that are canceled we we talked about uh geek fest that uh that we're not gonna be able to attend this year and um niagara falls comic con has been moved and yeah uh, it's still up in the air about fan expo in toronto that's still up in the air they haven't officially canceled that yet yeah, and it's at the end of August, so I, I, that one I feel like might be all right. But then, what do they do? Because you can't—that's like so many people packed into one place. Like, I mean, that is that is literally shoulder to shoulder people. Yeah, it's like and they can't sell; they, they'd have to sell like half the tickets. But then, then they yeah. can't afford to put it on. So I don't know; it's one or the other. I don't know what's. Well, well, and the thing is, is that people have already pre-purchased tickets. Like I already have my tickets. I think you I, did. You buy your tickets already? I haven't bought them yet. I usually buy them a little bit later. Okay, yeah. So I don't know what happens to people who have already bought. Like, I don't know. I have no idea how they're going to work this. But yeah. it's going to be interesting to find out. It'll be weird. So so what yeah. have you been up to? What's uh, happening? What are, you, well, what are you interested in? What's going on? You know, there are still shows out there that are that are popping up that are getting, like, intriguing me and giving me things to do. Uh, <laughs> so but the, the thing that I'm really into right now uh, is, Season two of Penny Penny Dreadful. 
Did you watch the season, the first season of Penny Dreadful? No. How many seasons were there of Penny Dreadful? Just well, this is only season two. So there's only been one season of it? There's only been one season. I feel like there was like four seasons. I don't know why. Nope. There's just one. So okay. the, the last season was, it took place in like Victorian England, and it was all about the classic uh, like universal monsters. Right. So it was like Frankenstein and Dorian Gray and like all these. It was awesome. It was like literally one of my favorite shows of, of that year. It was it was so well done. And and so and so I was super excited that they were releasing season two. And, se- and so season two just dropped uh, the a second episode just aired uh, like two days ago. So um, and it's right now it is my new favorite show. Oh, yeah. OK. I it, gonna... It's fantastic. Does it continue from the first season, or is it? No, it's totally different. They're they're like um, they're like American Horror Story. So so it's it's like a new volume of it. Yeah. Okay. So this one this one takes place in 1938 Hollywood. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's like the the Holly like the golden era of Hollywood, but um, and and it's really really cool. But it's it's basically about um, the Day of the Dead. So it's like um, you know, sort of uh, Mexican horror uh, stories. Okay. Um, but it's but it's a really cool setting, and it's just I just it's really atmospheric. I think it's great. <clears throat> Excuse me, two episodes in, and I'm hooked. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe I'll try to check that out because I I yeah. wanted to watch the first Penny Dreadful, but I swear to God, I thought it was like two at least two to three seasons. Nope, just one. <laughs> Does that have Timothy Dalton in it? The first season? Yes. Okay, okay. I kind of I remember it and everything. I just didn't know if it. Uh, I just assumed it was more than one season, but okay, yeah. I have to check that out. No, and it's one of these. It's like American Horror Story, so there there are the same some of the same actors from the first season appear in this season, but just as totally different people. Different people. Okay. Oh, yeah. cool. So Excellent. It's so it's yeah. So it's on FX, and it uh, premieres. It's I think I believe every Monday. It's either every Sunday or every mo- okay. Monday. But uh, but yeah, on FX, it's it's great. Highly recommended. Big thumbs up for that one. So that's that's keeping me busy. Awesome. I've been uh, finishing up all the shows that I, I watched uh, the end of, um, uh, what is it, uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, what's the, the sequel to that? Oh, uh, uh, yep. Uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, Better Call Saul. I finished that up. And yep. it was, uh, this season was incredible. It was, that like, was such a good one season. Of the best, yeah, one of the best seasons yet. Yeah, it was so good. And then I finished watching uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere. That's, oh, how's that? It was really good. The end episode is so bizarre. It's oh. it's very meta. Let's put it that way. It's very oh, okay. meta. So it's uh, but it, I I enjoyed the series. Like it was it was just a cool it was a cool story and, and and a neat series. And I also end up this this isn't really I wouldn't put this in the geek category, but I finished um, Empire. Oh right. And I just want to mention this for a second because the only reason I'm mentioning it is because they never had a chance to finish their last episode because everything broke out before they finished filming it. So they tried to like combine a few things they had shot with the the second last episode to make a final episode but okay. it, it did not land it was oh. like it felt really awkward like it felt like they were trying to like jam some stuff in and it also felt like it just the, the way they shot it it was just it just didn't work and i feel like they had more to say for a final episode and uh, the show was ridiculous as it was but uh, but it, what it scares me though is like other shows that maybe will be in the same situation or other shows that won't be able to film because they're going to have like there's going to be a delay this fall like yeah. all these shows would normally be probably starting to shoot already and and getting into production, but they can't. Yeah, I don't know what the what the fall season is going to look like. I haven't heard. I, I've I've heard of, um, of shows being canceled. Yeah. Like there are that new um, show Tommy with uh, Edie Falco. Yeah, it, it was it was canceled after like I don't even know know if it made it a full season. Yeah, but uh, but so they've started to announce cancellations, but I haven't heard any renewals. So I don't know what. 
I don't know what is going to happen this fall. Yeah, because I don't think Survivor's <laughs> happening this fall. I think it was canceled no, as well because right. they, they just couldn't shoot it. Like, there was no way of doing it. So Yeah, that's right. And, and like, a lot of shows like that, like um, um, Amazing, The Amazing Race, yep. I don't think we'll see that for a while. No, I don't, I don't think so. Some of those shows yeah. will definitely be uh, be hurt by this whole thing. But yeah. so the last uh, couple of weeks, I've been, like, because we've been in isolation, I've been just sort of, like, like, going through stuff of mine and kind of rearranging things. And I decided because we had been talking to David Weiner about uh, like the, the documentaries, the horror one that we watched and that yep, I decided yep. to make a horror section in my, in my DVD collection. I, oh. I've got a lot yes, you know, I have a lot of movies. Yeah. So I, I was um, a little surprised at how few horror movies I had. Like I have, I have a lot. But I have a lot contained in, into box sets and stuff. But there's a lot I didn't have. And a lot of those ones I had been kind of jotting down, like I said last in the last podcast while I was watching the doc. So um, I've got some coming from Amazon. And, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just I got to beef up this horror section. I was not pleased with, like, I had, a, like, enough. But I didn't have, like, I think I'm going to beef up the 80s horror of my horror section now. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's my new, that's, that's my goal now. That's the Larry. essential horror right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if you're gonna beef up anything, beef up the '80s horror. And that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just, I'm just kind of in a, I'm a little obsessed with it now. So that's my, yeah. that's my newest thing. But anyway, so do you want to get going on this uh, little thing we like to call the Pop Five? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's hot? We'll tell you what's hot. It's the Loop and Larry Pop <laughs> Five. Oh ah. yeah. <laughs> Love the love the corn popping at the end oh, there. It's great. It makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll jump into number one. Our first yeah. thing on our top five is the. This is just a rumor, mind you. Okay. Um, of Disney buying WWE. That is the most bizarre rumor ever. Yes. So like, this, what, is, the, this is where it all sort of stems from. So WWE, like like every business right now, is sort of is struggling. Um, right. WWE has a bunch of deals with different places to to like to air like Fox. They have SmackDown on Fox and. They've got um, Raw and USA and things, and so they have deals with them that they have to do new programming every week. So, um, and I think they can get away with a few tape shows, but they generally have to do live. So right. they've been doing these shows live at the Performance Center in front of no audience, and uh, that's how they've been sort of going on. And still, so they're still entertaining, still doing things. Right. Um, they have a pay per view this weekend where they're doing. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be done by now. But the uh, <laughs> they're doing a pay per view where they're doing uh, their annual. Um, uh, ladder match where they grab the, the the suitcase. I can't remember what it's called. It's off the top of my head. I can't remember. But um, anyway, so they, they have to climb a ladder, grab a suitcase, and then they can cash that in anytime to, to, okay. for a title. They're doing it on top of the uh, WWE building. So what? I think the match starts at the bottom of the building. They have to fight their way up to the top where there'll be a ring on top of the building, and then they, they fight up there. Like up, like they have to go up stairwells and things? Yes. <laughs> what if, what if it's money like... in the bank. That's what it's called. What if somebody just like decides to take the elevator? I'm assuming the top's pretty big. It's this is like their corporate offices. That's where they're going to be. Oh. Like, so I, they're just trying different things to like shoot because I mean they can shoot at any time, right? There's no audience, so right. Yeah. Um, so I think they're just trying different things to get people to watch, like I, like just just different types of matches. So I, I'd watch that. That sounds. It sounds like you remember the the Korean movie The Raid. Yeah. It sounds like that. <laughs> so, like you're gonna fight through a, a big skyscraper. And <laughs> <laughs> so ratings are down, anyways. Uh, they did. They just laid off a bunch of people, like in a, some wrestlers and that uh, um, the WWE did. And so the rumor is, and this was like, I don't know. This is just a rumor, like a hundred percent a rumor, that ESPN and Fox are both interested in buying the WWE. 
but they're both owned by by Disney, so that's how right. it would work. It's way down. So I don't know. There, it's it's it could. I, I I don't know if that would happen or not. I think I think that's far fetched. But it's it's a rumor that's like circulating out there in the wrestling community that this could this could be a potential thing that could happen. I, but I, I'd love to see uh, a WWE match start with that uh, classic Disney like animation with the <laughs> Disney logo and the, you know, the, the castle yes. coming out. It's, it's all family. And t- and Tinkerbell, like, <laughs> around, like, oh my God. And then Tinkerbell getting like drop kicked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just a rumor, but like, it's just, I found it very interesting because Disney's just sort of slowly under their, even under their companies that are below them, like, like buying things out. Right. So. Yep. Well, and they, and they do have ESPN. Uh, so, it, I mean, I guess that it would make sense because that's who could pick it up. Like they could, they could yeah. actually air the stuff. So yeah. I, I suppose it makes sense. It, w- it wouldn't necessarily have the Disney branding on it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But... ESPN and Fox have been like, well, Fox has SmackDown already. Like is, right. is airing that with a, with a deal. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. It's just they need to. Right now, they're only they can only shoot it in Florida because Florida's the only Florida actually gave them the okay to shoot wrestling there. Right. Because um, it's not an essential service. But there's also some sort of back deal too. Um, with uh, Vince McMahon's wife, Linda McMahon, where she she donated a bunch of money to somebody. So it was a whole thing. I don't know what's going on. It's like it's so convoluted. But wow. Well, if Disney's involved, it's again all rumors. <laughs> all rumors. All rumors. Well, we're gonna we'll keep watching that one. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. No. So what do we got? Uh, number two. Okay. Well, segue right from Disney into Disney. Yes. We we can't go a single podcast without Larry talking about Star Wars. Can <laughs> oh we? yeah, no, well maybe I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I've got a few uh, Star Wars tidbits uh, that uh, I dug up um, that are pretty exciting. So um, we've got a right now they're in a bit of a hiatus with their movies on the big screen. Yeah, but they are planning the next round. Uh, and the big announcement that just came out was um, Taika Waititi. Yep, uh, is um, on board to direct the next Star Wars movie. And I believe that they said that it could be in 2022, coming out in 2022. Wow. This, th- this is a big deal because he's amazing. Like, after Jojo Rabbit, yeah. he, he's a lock for me as far as one of my favorite directors. So, And he also did uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, and he's also he was also the voice of um, IG-11 in The Mandalorian. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, so he's got his foot in the door with Star Wars. I think the new one's called Jojo Akbar. So oh, it's, yeah, really? yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah. subtitled. It's a trap. Yeah, so no, I'm, like... not in, I'm, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> oh, man, one day I, I'm still mad at Admiral Akbar dying in the second Star Wars. Of the... I know. I'm still and, angry and, about that. And, and it was and it was so quiet. Like it just like and the explosion and he's dead. Yeah, no. Nah. Like yeah, there should have been a little bit more with that they one. Need to redeem that. Mandalorian yeah. almost did it, but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. You yeah. never know. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so that's a big announcement. That one's coming. Uh, and then a uh, second announcement, uh, it's, uh, another film that's in the works is uh, being headed by Leslie Headland, who was the co- uh, co-creator of Russian Doll, yep. uh, who, you know, the show on Netflix uh, with Natasha Lyonne. Yep. Um, and apparently this one, I'm really excited about this one. This one is a martial arts based star wars movie they're saying it's an action thriller with martial arts elements and and so i have a big thing with uh like japanese culture and martial arts and star wars because 
George Lucas originally created Star Wars um, as because he was inspired by um, a number of Japanese movies, like samurai movies. Yeah. So if you look at Star Wars, it's very like samurai looking like lightsabers are are essentially just swords um they, the stormtroopers look like samurai with their with their outfits and dark vader so there's a big connection to to samurai uh culture in star wars to, so um and one of my very favorite characters is um Chirrut imwe from uh rogue one yep uh who is very much a martial arts sort of uh inspired character so to have a movie that, or a, um, a movie or a, I don't know if this one is a movie or a series, uh, but anyway, to have something that is actually martial arts based um, is amazing, and it's also uh, female centric. This this particular one. That'd be cool. So yeah, so there's rumor that it could be potentially an Ahsoka Tano uh, spinoff. Oh, that would which, be that would be really cool. Which would be amazing. She is my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. So to have an Ahsoka Tano story that's martial arts based, that's like that's as good as it gets for me right there. So and and they have confirmed that Ahsoka Tano is going to appear in the second season of Mandalorian. Oh wow. uh, Played by Rosario Dawson. Yeah. So because that character is coming to the to this like a live action version it's quite likely that they will make a spinoff because she's so popular so that's a big deal the, right uh, the all-female movie is it going to be called fox the force five um yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty well done i can give you that one <laughs> that, that was, was pretty good, good. that was pretty good <laughs> yeah that was good so whenever you throw a tarantino reference in there that's, yep. that's pretty good <laughs> that's awesome Okay, yeah, so that's coming. And then finally, on the Star Wars front, uh, Mandalorian Season 3 is already in production. Wow, that's awesome. So, yep, so they're moving right ahead with all of that. I love Mandalorian. That's such a great oh, series. So good. I've, I've started rewatching that. That's another thing I'm doing, is uh, is doing that. Oh, and I should also mention, I should have mentioned this earlier, the thing that I've finished, uh, that, I, that I is keeping me busy. I finished uh, Season 7 of Clone Wars, the new... Uh, the new season, the last, the final season yep. of the Clone, fantastic. Like I, I just finished season two, so okay. Well, just keep keep watching. I'm gonna keep keep uh, trodden through it. It is it is literally like some of the best Star Wars storytelling of all time. Yeah. It is so good. Like you won't even you won't even believe. So yeah, that's that's. I'm just I'm all about you know all the Star Wars stuff. I will tell you from season 1 to season 2 of uh Clone Wars as we're watching my son and I are going through it. The yep. uh, the storytelling in season 2 is way better than season 1. Season 1 yeah. seemed really like all over the board. Um yeah. season 2 is like much better story arcs that are way more interesting and yeah. and you get way more into the story and the characters and and things like that and more emotional. Um yeah. it's it's just the series and I can tell it's going to get even better from there so it's I, I love it so far so. If it, it does and season season 5 is like unbelievable. Like you'll start learning things about characters that you had no idea and it, it it's so good. Like it just it just keeps getting better and better. It's it's a really an amazing accomplishment. Oh, I can't wait. So, yeah, yeah, you're going to love that one. So, so there you go. There's, uh, there's my uh, Star Wars update. There's always a good Star Wars update. <laughs> <laughs> and now the podcast is done. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so number three, speaking of what some of the greatest series of all time, I mean, I would put uh, yeah. this up here with probably The Godfather um, and, and probably Star Wars and, and Indiana Jones is a new G.I. Joe movie in the works. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the uh, yep. I'm of course, I'm a huge 
Joe fan, and I'm ex- excited anytime I see anything with G.I. Joe. Now, there is a Snake Eyes movie that I think is coming out this year. It's supposed uh, to be October. Yeah, so which is um, Snake Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Um, yep. And, of course, it's so funny. I think I mentioned this a while ago, but I'd watched last year the whole G.I. Joe series, like the yep. original 80s series to the first two seasons. And Snake Eyes is hardly in it. Like, he's, really? it's really funny because I, I was like, the second season, I think he only appeared in a couple episodes. In the first season... He he was like a big part of one of those mini series, but then he was only sporadically through the rest. Like he wasn't like a major character in like most of the episodes, which I found really weird because he was such a big character. That's but, right, but he's I mean he's really cool looking, so maybe that's why. Yeah, I don't know why in the cartoon. Maybe the cartoon because they were all kind of animated all at the same time and written at the same time. They never knew that he was going to be such a like a cool character. Like maybe yeah. he didn't become kind of big till later on or something. But I don't yeah. know. It was kind of weird, but anyway. So they're yeah they're working on a new movie. Um, they're going to kind of reboot the, the GI Joe franchise, and um, apparently the the two first two combined made six hundred seventy million worldwide at the box office, which really which kind of surprises me. But the second one, I forgot the second one was packed too with all these like extra stars. I forgot the Rock was in it, and the um, uh, I think um, Bruce Willis was in the second one too. Really? Yeah. So I, so I remember. You and I went to see the first one in the theater when it came out. Yeah. And, and I remember, I think I might have fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the second one. I, I The second one wasn't bad. The second one was better than the first one. But okay. again, they're, I don't know. They It's the, they've got all the source material to work with. I feel like it should be almost more a comedy than an action uh, movie, like an action yeah. comedy. And, yeah. and make the characters ridiculous like they are in the, in the, in the cartoon. Because that, there's, yeah. there's really no other way to do it. But, like, like they haven't even done Corporate Commander properly. Like, it's like they don't have, like, like I want to see the mask, and I want to see them look like Corporate Commander. They got all these, these cool outfits. They don't use them in the movie. Like, it's, yeah. it just seems weird. So Well, um, hopefully hopefully they, they give it a reboot with this uh, Snake Eyes situation. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want that, it's, the, it's the tone of it. Like, the tone's off. Like, they just, yeah. they're trying to make it in this, like, this action movie. And they only use, like, five joes in each movie like they, they're missing so many different characters they could be using but i don't know yeah. well i mean if this snake eyes thing works out then maybe the, the, the it'll launch the new franchise and this, this could be the new bit. marvel universe it could well be the joe universe the joe universe <laughs> the ju we'll yeah, the joe verse the g-i-j-g-i-j-u speaking of something like that that leads us into our number four yes this is we don't have much to say about this other than how ridiculous it is. So Sony has like regained control of Spider-Man, right? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. And then and then so now they they have decided to create their own sort of universe of characters and they just just announced the name of that universe. Yep. Which is the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters <laughs> also known as Bumpk. <laughs> <laughs> so S P U M C. Yes. Spump. The Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. Because <laughs> they not even like made it like like an actual acronym. Like what? I don't know. Well, that's what I mean because people call it the MCU or the DCU. So everybody abbreviates the the name of these things so people are going to abbreviate this oh like, my God. people are going to call it the spump <laughs> sony is lucky that they have like the spot like the spider-man is um like is on in both the regular marvel universe and that because 
Yeah. They have not been able to make a run of this thing on its own. <laughs> nope. And now and now they've just like totally trashed it by by calling it something ridiculous. So they they're, they're not working with a full deck over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, this spump. Yeah, so we just we just need to bring that up just because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Let's jump to the DCU for our number five. All right, DCU. All right, so there's a new contender um, for Joker 2 to play Batman, which is, they were kind of playing around with Batman being in it, and it's not Robert Pattinson. Um, there's a bunch of there's there are people that are in contention for this, but apparently Aaron Paul's been thrown into the mix from Breaking Bad for Breaking Bad to possibly play Batman in the Joker 2. Well, so this is really interesting because um, I watched an interview with Todd Phillips after the first movie came out. Yep. Um, and people were talking about sequel and what would be in the sequel and stuff like that. And somebody asked him point blank, uh, will Batman make an appearance? And he very clearly on camera said, Batman will never be a part of this, like this story arc. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's happened. This is a, like, again, it's a rumor and I don't know where, like, it's weird that, that he would be because even the, there's an age difference too, right? Well, because, that's, that's the cause, problem. Because Batman was like Bruce Wayne was just a little boy in the first Joker, so yeah. how how would he be that much older? Like Aaron Paul's like forty, so well, exactly. And and the Joker was probably close to forty in the Joker. Like so, I mean, he'd be in his seventies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is like how how uh, close this is. This could be a COVID rumor. It could be. It could be a, COVID a fever rumor. dream of rumors yeah. that are coming out from the COVID era. Era, but I don't know. I, I've read this on a couple sites, so I don't know if, uh, um, if that's like how. I mean, he's just a contender at this point, so I don't know what they would do. Like, they'd be better yeah. off to get like the kid that was in Gotham. Like, that'd be more of the age that he would be. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. So. so, but now this does hold with my theory. Remember, I had a theory when the movie came out. Yes. That that Joaquin Phoenix was not the actual Joker. Okay. Remember, remember uh, the theory I had that that uh, like ninety percent of that movie was took place in Joaquin Phoenix's head, like in in uh, I can't remember the character's name, uh, but in his in his head yeah. as he's as he's locked up in the asylum. Yes, that was my theory. So if that theory holds true, then Joaquin Phoenix wouldn't necessarily be the Joker to Aaron Paul's Batman. You know what I mean? That's so there true. Could, there could be like somebody who's a follower or somebody who you know has has like like an apprentice from the asylum who breaks out and becomes the joker and then there is a, a batman that's of the right age so it could be that maybe or if he wasn't as if that was all in his head maybe his his one of the things he was imagining was maybe killing batman before he became batman yeah, you know what I mean, because he's he's in the mental institution. He could be the Joker, but he could be like this could be just a dream of what he wished would have happened, as yep. opposed to you know what I mean. Like so, who yeah. knows? And that could be too. If it's all revealed to be sort of in his head and like a fantasy, then the Batman could be any age. Like he could, you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. I don't know. This is very know. intriguing. The other thing I find interesting in this whole thing is too is that there's a distinct, um, like, dividing line between the. You, the DC universe with with the Robert Pattinson Batman and this Joker is not included in that universe. They're two different, yeah. like they're two separate. Like sort of, this is like the Joker verse. Yeah, they, uh, there's a lot of verses going on. There's a lot of verses. There's a lot. This is like um, the DCU has sort of started their uh, their um, 
uh, like what do they call the multi, like the Earth One and Earth Two, and oh god, yeah, but, I know. You know. So maybe this is what's going on. <laughs> maybe the Robert Pattinson's <laughs> on Earth Two and Joker's on Earth Twenty Five. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. They, they love um, their their alternate universes in DC. They sure do. And, and, Mar- get... and Marvel loves its time travel. They have a lot of yeah. time, like Kang and that. They have a lot of time travel people, which is like. That's right, and it all gets very confusing. Yeah, I don't know what's going on half the time in any of these things. So I have no idea, but this is an interesting <laughs> rumor. I like I like rumors. Rumors are fun. Yeah, they're fun to kind of play around with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, what was I going to say? The, do you think Batman should be in the Joker at all? Like just in general, or do you think he should leave just in the, as the Joker? I see. I believe that it should just be a Joker story because <clears throat> I think with, they've got Robert Pattinson and they've got the Batman, so there, there's a Batman story happening. Yeah. But I think but I think this one because it it was like it's it's a superhero movie without a superhero. Yeah. You know what I mean? The first Joker. So I think once you start once you add an actual superhero with abilities and and that sort of thing, it changes the tone of the Joker. Like like what they've got going so far. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like it should stay almost like in the real world and be just like a person who's gone crazy and and is fantasizing these things or doing whatever he's whatever it is yep. that he's doing but uh, yeah i don't know that it needs an actual superhero yeah and then i'd rather have that stay to the the batman side and then this just be the joker and you know his story yeah that was the, the best part of it was it was more like just a psychological study on anyone who yes. just who just was like you know just had gone like crazy like basically like so and whether the story was in his head or if it actually happened it was just it was an interesting story without all the the superhero-ness of the you know what i mean that you have yeah. to put in there yeah it was it was almost refreshing yeah it, it was, was it was a, of, it was a really cool take on it yeah yeah it was something different so that's i kind of hope that they don't go back into the you know introducing actual superheroes and other villains and things like that yeah, i'd rather I'd, I'd rather just stick with joker i i would too yeah. All right, you ready to dig into this pop capacitor today? Let's go back in time. All right, here we go. Take a little walk here. Oh, yeah. We're in different cars, by the way, because we're socially distanced. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm in the trunk. <laughs> as easy as that. Yep. And that's it. And then we're back in time. And we're, we're back. We are yeah. back. This is the Pop Capacitor where we look back at a an old TV show, a movie, a uh, retro video game, whatever it is, a toy, and then we kind of re-review it and then say if it holds up. That's right. Essentially. And, and this, is a, this is a bit of a special one because as this is our, our 30th episode, we decided to go back 30 years to 1990 and see what we could find that was big at the time or that not necessarily big but just occurred at the time and and so we're we're honoring our 30th uh episode with a movie that is 30 years old this year and what did we choose we chose troll 2 yes we did (laughs) (laughs) now i normally have a clip here to play of a trailer but the trailer honestly has very little dialogue no voiceover and it's just a lot of people screaming and grunting. So Which is pretty much what the movie is. Yeah, it wasn't a whole lot to, to, to choose from on that. So we're going to do, a, um, we've got kind of two things. We'll kind of like, I don't know, like we won't review maybe the next one, but we've got, we're going to talk about Troll 2, but there's also a documentary called The Best Worst Movie about Troll 2 
Yes. So we'll probably make some reference to that or talk about that separately, but we'll kind of like get it all in here because um, okay. it's a very it's it's an interesting take on something on this movie that it, it kind of opens your eyes to it. Um, yeah. So Troll Two basically is a sequel to Troll One. But it's not really because it has nothing to do with Troll One. That's and, right. And there's no trolls. No. <laughs> this movie's called Troll Two, and there's literally not a single troll in it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I don't know. I I still am not 100 percent sure why they called it Troll Two. I don't. I don't. That doesn't make. Originally, it was supposed to be called Goblin. Yes. Because because there are goblins in it. There are no trolls. And so the original name was Goblin. And for whatever reason, they flipped it to. Troll Two, and from so. what I've read is that they they used Troll Two, the the company that was producing it, because it was available and there was already a Troll One, so they thought this would do better under the name Troll Two. Right, and and trolls and goblins are obviously the same thing. Well, I suppose so, except that they <laughs> they physically refer to them as goblins. A, a goblins. <laughs> I don't know why they just couldn't call them trolls. <laughs> and, and the other thing about this movie, so we picked this movie, but it's also deemed one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah, which makes it even better. Yes, so yeah. um, I think that's that's probably a, a, an accurate description. I'd say so. Uh, pretty yeah. close. Yeah. I will say though, at the top, I've seen a lot of horror, bad horror movies, and this this is like not the worst I've seen. No, it is. I agree. It is not the worst. It's. I mean, quite honestly, the room, which is not a horror movie, is is a worse movie than this. <laughs> yeah. But I but, think I think what makes it like the worst movie, and I can see where it's coming from, is that a lot of times if if a movie's bad, sometimes it's just bad, like it's just boring or nothing happens or it's just slow paced or whatever the reason is, super low budget. Like uh, this has a has some great moments in it that make it fun. Yeah. So it's kind of a fun bad movie because there's like constantly through the whole thing, there's either a good line or something visually happens that's funny, or it's just there's just so many moments in this movie which make it fun to watch from start to finish. It's true. And it's and it's like the delivery of the lines. And so the, what what makes this movie funny is that n- there, nobody in this movie who appears on screen were professional actors. No. <laughs> so the lead actor was a dentist. Like that was his <laughs> job and he would shoot this thing on like their shooting days, and in between shooting days, he'd have to go back home, at, back to his dental practice, and and do dental <laughs> surgery. And then on shooting days, he'd leave and go back and shoot a few more scenes, and then go back and like that was the level of acting that 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 a lot of these people had. Like some had done some acting before, yeah, but or like them, or were sort of like like actor like wanted to get into acting or yeah, but none of them were like seasoned actors. No, <laughs> so that's really funny to start with. And then the other thing that makes this movie really funny is that the director and the writer are a husband and wife team from Italy who in 1990 did not speak English. Yes. But the, but the movie was shot in Utah. Uh, and so the, they wrote the script in broken English because they didn't speak English. So the actors could not figure out what the script actually meant. And then the director was trying to give direction to the English-speaking actors without being able to speak English. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really weird. Like the whole thing is so bizarre. Like how they made it, um, and which is a lot of that's in the best worst movie, which is which is a cool way of looking at these these bad horror movies, essentially, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so in this movie, this this family does like a home exchange. Yes. 
which is like so it's kind of like a, like a, a student exchange but they actually will exchange their full home with with another family so they for a month. yeah so they're living at, on this farm the other family lives in the city or wherever they they came from right so it's the parents and then a daughter and then a younger son who's sort of like the main character in this i guess like the younger son yeah 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 so so they so they move in there and <clears throat> excuse me um but but right off the top you're 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 introduced to this son who is being read a story like a bedtime story by his grandfather who ends up died six months ago. So the, the young son can see the grandfather and, and interact with him and talk to him, but nobody else can because he died six months ago. And so he has this relationship with this grandfather throughout the thing. And the, because this, I don't, I don't know if this kid has, like ESP or so, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> the grand the grandfather warns him warns the the grandson about these goblins that exist in this town that they've just moved to. But of course, nobody else believes him because the grandfather died six months ago. Yeah, so and that, they, yeah. they also move there, and also as a as a like another plot line, um, the the daughter's boyfriend who no one likes, and especially the the viewers of the movie, um, him him and his friends take an art some beautiful RV which I don't know where they got. Um, I don't know. Dro- drive it to meet with her because she's mad at him because he didn't show up um, to go with them on this trip, and so then they kind of follow, and so they they kind of get into this story as well. Right, but they but they so they but their RV is parked. In some junk, like in a fo- in the forest, for some reason, while they live at their house. So I don't even know how the two of them know that they're that, like how they even know that they're to get like anywhere near each other. Because, but anyway, so yeah, so they're essentially two two sort of storylines that are happening in this small town of that's filled with the ugliest, like some of the worst. <laughs> um, Makeup and and costume effects I've ever seen. Like they're, just, <laughs> they're just gross to look at. <laughs> yeah, they. I don't know. They, the the uh, goblins look like they're so weird looking, and the um, uh, it's so bizarre too because they they the the goblins basically want to make people into plants so they can eat them because they're like vegetarian right. goblins. That's right. They're vegetarian. It's really it's <laughs> overall this whole movie. I realized is a story about like um, treating animals properly like don't you don't kill animals to eat them animals are okay it's all about you know being good to the environment and eating plants it's a vegetarian movie like it's all about like pushing the vegetarian thing <laughs> and the plant matter turns into like this green slime yeah this gross like almost looks like a, it almost looks like a mint like um uh, toothpaste yes it's <laughs> really kind of what it looks like and then so whatever they eat it then they start turning into plants so yeah so the people to so there are there are a couple of scenes of of special effects where the people turn into plants and it's it's just it's like actual physical like latex and stuff like that it's not terrible no it's, it's not terrible um, but it's just weird. Like it's just the, the whole thing is weird. Why? Like, <laughs> why do they have to eat them as plants? Why don't they? Like the, they. Okay, so they're also living in a in a like a, a, a farming community. Like it's a rural community. Yeah. There will be tons of plant matter around. Like, why don't they just eat the corn? Well, from the, half the time they're running through the woods, like the, the goblins. So I don't know why they need to eat. Pe- why they have to turn people into plants to eat them. I don't, 
And on top of that, there's also like a sort of like a, a goblin queen yeah. who is the most over-the-top actress I've ever seen in a movie. Like, I'm talking like over-the-top. I can't even describe how, like, like Nick Cage is a, is a, is a uh, finessed actor compared to this woman. Yeah. Like, like, she is so over-the-top. It's it's like this. They took it's like it's the quality of acting that you would see in a high school uh, stage production, where the lead actress is in like the ninth grade, is in grade nine. Yes, like never had been on stage before, and she looks like it too. She's supposed to be this like queen of the goblins, I guess, but I swear she's not more than like fifteen years old. And the makeup that they put on her, they tried to make her look older, but it. It is so obviously just like some gray foundation and black around the eye. Like it's yeah, it's, they, they don't even try to make her look older. <laughs> she kind of reminds me of like a, a combination between someone who's like done a lot of stage, yeah, like work and um, a Disney kid actor. Yes, like kind of mixed <laughs> together. Like so, everything's really over the top, and everything she's like, she always has her eyes like really wide open, and then like. The uh, like the, the, she always reminds me of what's her face from the uh, Are you ready for my close up? Like that sort of yeah. like like just over the topness. Yeah, it's like they they said no, give me more, like more emotion, more. Like I want to see the veins in your neck, like strain as hard as you can to deliver every single line. Yeah, whether it, whether it's required or not. So she like contorts her head and her face, and <laughs> it is so badly directed it is just it is like well it's almost like some people are in like an actual horror movie and she's in like rocky horror picture show or something like it's like it's like she's in a different movie than everybody else's it's like her direction was completely different it's like be so over the top like and everybody else is just sort of like trying to play it like this is like really scary and yeah like i don't know i don't know she was a very odd character in this like she was very strange and it just it just she did not look the part she didn't act the part like she was just not and I feel badly for her because she I, obviously she was trying, <laughs> but whatever direction she was given was just so bad. Yeah, it was so it bad. was horrible. There's a lot, there's a lot of scenes in this. And so, anyways, to make a long story short of the movie itself, um, if you haven't seen it, they 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 get out of this situation by the end. It's like the grandpa sort of helps them out. They they end up getting out. But within this movie is all sorts of great little like moments. Yeah. Like these scenes that are like kind of like so one of them is the um, the. The one friend with glasses, the the uh, the the token friend that has glasses, um, sees sees this woman getting eaten, and he yells, "Oh my god!" But it, this became a meme. Do you remember really? this? His it no. was his face, and then the people would put meme things on, and it was like. But I remember him like in one in the movie. He's like, "Oh my god!" Like, it's just like totally like no emotion in the "Oh my god," but his his face was actually used for a meme like years and years ago. I I had totally forgotten about that. That's so, hilarious. So that the was whole like, movie is a meme, really. Yeah, there's, there's all these little pieces you can pick out, like the kid peeing on the food, yeah. so, so they won't eat it. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then the father. So, the, yeah, the the family is about to eat this food that will turn them, but the grandfather warns the kid and says, "You've got thirty seconds to get them to stop eating the food." I don't know why thirty seconds. I don't know why. Well, he froze but, time for some reason. Froze, I know he had that time. power. Like, I, yeah, the ghost slows time. Or free, no, freezes them. They're, free, yeah. they're frozen at the table, but he still only has 30 seconds. And yet, if you time out the scene, it's probably about two minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> By the time he figures out how to, how to get them to stop eating the food, and the only thing he could come up with 
rather than like the the scene is frozen. Everybody's frozen. He could have just literally taken the food out of their hands and destroyed it. Yeah. But instead, he stands up on a chair and unzips his pants <laughs> and like decides to pee on the food. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why would you? Why? <laughs> Seems like a viable option. I know. <laughs> well, apparently the director told him he wanted to make the scene like bigger and and more and more like like have more impact. So he told the kid to like that he's gonna pretend to pee on it, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, wow. That's just so wrong. But it's just, but but scenes like that have become iconic. Like they're the, the 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 that's why this movie has risen to cult status because there there are scenes like that that are so ridiculous and so laughable that it's really fun to watch. And, and right after that scene is the one where the dad uh, scolds him, like puts him into bed, and says, and, and he, he looks like he's gonna take his belt off to whip him, but he actually is just tightening his belt because yeah. he's he's gonna if if if. Uh, because he ruined the food, they're all going to starve because of it. So he's yeah, like, <laughs> so, yeah. So he wants to tighten his belt so he doesn't feel the hunger pains. Like, like what? <laughs> That's not a thing. That's not the way it works. <laughs> there, there was also too the, the town they go to calls, is called Nilbog, which yeah. is goblin backwards. That's right. Which, <laughs> which the kid discovers by by seeing the name of the town on a sign in a window. So it's in reverse. And he instantly realizes it's Goblin, except that the the letters are still backwards. So a kid of like 10 years old would not recognize that that's what that word was. <laughs> it's still backwards in a, in a mirror or in a window. It just it, it took me a second to be like, what? That's Oh, yeah, I guess it does say Goblin. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't figure that out when he first said it. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then there was like the – he uh, – Throws a bologna sandwich at at the goblins. Yep. Oh. <laughs> well, because the goblins don't like meat, like they are opposed to eat meat. So one of the best scenes in the whole movie is the the ghost grandfather gives the kid a backpack and says, "Don't open it until you absolutely need to." Well, first of all, how do you know you when you need to if you don't know what's in it? Yeah. But anyway, he finally is like in a situation where he needs to open it, and he opens it up, and it's a bologna sandwich, like a that's double a double decker. <laughs> A double decker bologna sandwich, and this thing like totally destroys the the, the goblins because they can't stand the sight of meat, and oh that's what the ghost decided to give him was a bologna sandwich. <laughs> I had to look that up on uh, Wikipedia because I didn't know I didn't understand what was going on. I was no. like, what, 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 what's going on here? And then I didn't understand how they beat the goblins at the end. So I had to read up to find out what they did, and it didn't even really say. So it was no. like. Well, they, but but they don't really like there. There's it's not a it's not a like they didn't. There's not not a clear victory at the end. Yeah, like the the, the movie ends and it really nothing has changed. <laughs> it's very it's just it's the strangest thing. But then but so then we watched the documentary, the best worst movie. Yes. which which was really interesting because like they they so the documentary was made 17 years after the movie came out. And it was produced by that the little boy, like the, the little kid who started it, grew up and decided that he wanted to make this movie because he had these terrible memories of of watching it. And all of the actors were just devastated when this thing came out because it was so bad. So he decided that he wanted to sort of see where everybody was and, and capture what was going on. And he found out that it has become this massive international cult phenomenon. Yeah, and they and they have like midnight screenings, and like they sell out theaters all over the world. 
um, and they have conventions and like it's a massive thing and that that he didn't realize. So he gathered together the entire cast and it turns out that the cast are weird. Like they're, they're all life, over the board. They are some strange people. <laughs> like they're, they're they're weirder than the characters who they play. Like, <laughs> some of them are. Life. Yep. Yeah, like, like the the mum is. The mum is just is. I don't know if you have ever seen the uh, the documentary Grey Gardens. Yeah, yeah, with the with the women that live in the house. Yeah, yeah, the, like they're like I don't know if they're actresses, but they're they're related to. Like one of the Kennedys or something. That's right. Yeah, and they were actresses, but now they're older, and they they're literally like senile. Like they're they're crazy. This is what the like the mother of the the mother who played the the actress who played the mother is is like a very like not well person. <laughs> well, I knew and, I knew that because they, everybody in the movie that has to talk about the movie is saying how embarrassing it was, and they they were like. They, if they were trying to act at all, they wanted to get it off their resume, and it was yeah. like. And then when they asked her about it, she's like, "Oh, it was wonderful. It yeah. was, it was a, a magic, and it was like." I don't know if she's <laughs> actually seen it. <laughs> I don't know if she had either. Like, I wasn't sure. No, and she's, and then, and then there's another character who plays the owner of a general store, who it turns out at the time of the shooting of this movie was actually in an institution. Yeah, like, he, he, he was a, on a day pass. He was on a day pass and managed to somehow get to the set and was hired and did his part while he was like on a day pass from living in the institution. And he said that he used to smoke so much uh, pot to like to, you know, escape from things that he was so high and so crazy at the time that he had no idea what he was doing. Like he literally he didn't know what the movie was about. He didn't know what any (laughs) of the other actors were doing. So when you see his performance on screen, like his craziness is real because yeah. he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, it's, the one thing in the doc which I, it kind of made me laugh only because it was just dated was there's a lot of references to MySpace. Yes, <laughs> well, yeah, because it came out in t- 2007, I think. <laughs> That's right. Um, so yeah, dated the doc, but I found what I found interesting in it. So you've got this movie, everybody comes back, like or at least gets refound again. And but it really shows like like a cult how like there's a cult following the movies but they're very nichey yeah because so at the beginning they they start going to these like people have organized these like um, troll two sort of like uh, things like these festivals or, or like a night where they watch the movie and then the actors come and talk about it after the fact yeah. but then they go to like a horror convention which is sort of all horror. And like, there's nobody coming to their table, and nobody yeah. knows the movie, and no one cares about the movie. And they do one of those like panels, and there's like nobody in the audience, and it kind of yeah. shows the sadness of some of that as well. On the other flip side, of like some of these people that are in these movies that get brought to these like comic cons and that, like, and they're they're just a niche. They're very, a very niche sort of group. Yeah, it's and it's true, and I never really thought about that before. But like, if yeah, if you were having like a specific screening for this movie or the room or you know what i mean like these cult movies yeah. people would flock to them like people would go and and fill up a theater because it's just that yeah. so you'd only get fans who are there for that yeah. but, but once you put those same stars in a big uh, convention center with other celebrities majority of the people who show up aren't going to have any idea who they are so these actors get this false sense of like fame they they think they're like like massive stars because these small little viewing parties sell out. Yeah. But then but then 
like the big conventions where they show up, nobody has any idea who they are. And it's it was it was sad. Like at one point they showed this and, and the lead actor was at this convention and decided to leave. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like nobody's talking to me. I don't like this. I'm packing up. And they packed up like in the middle of the convention and left. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny because because prior to that they had gone to like some very specific troll two events, like in a city where you yeah. can draw more people that are just interested in that. And so it was like a party and everybody's like, Oh, this they're, they're like bowing to them practically because they're so excited about this movie. But then they go to a convention where they're not really the focus. Yeah. And, and then they see what it's like. It's it probably is for a lot a lot of these celebrities from these movies or people that have been in them at least. Um, it's it's a different life, right? Like it just it's it's kind of funny to watch to see both sides of it. I liked how they did that in the yeah in the documentary. And, and we've we've had that experience, like you and I, when we've gone to conventions because we <clears throat> we like the cult movies and the smaller movies. So when we see these actors, we're like pretty excited. But we always comment on how they never have lineups. Like they never like, for example, uh, Fan Expo a couple of years ago, the twins from The Shining, the two little yeah. girls from The Shining were there. And I was so excited because The Shining is one of my favorites and those twins are so scary. And I was so excited to go and meet them. And so I did. I went up and, and talked to them. There was nobody in their line. Like, nobody at all was interested in meeting these these two people. So I got to talk to them for like 10 minutes. But then nobody else was there. I'm like. But they that they were a big part of that movie. But unless you know that movie, nobody cares. Yeah, or so, it's just they're just not as important to someone who like kind of likes the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, that's just where it, like I've seen Troll Two. I kind of like it, so I'm not really that interested. I'd be more interested in meeting them now that I've seen the doc. Yes, like I'd be much more interested in it as like now now that I've seen it. But um, I've more of an invested interest in it. But the but I can see why like some of them are like yeah, they're it's cool they're here, but I don't know like like how important that is for me to meet them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and, just... and spend money to get an autograph. But it was, it was interesting. The doc was an interesting, just a different look into that whole, like the cult phenomenon of a movie and how there's like people that are just completely insane about it, like dressing up as characters and quoting lines. And then you got people that are just like, I know of it or I don't know of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just sort of, it, it really ranges because it, it shows how niche a, a movie can be. Yeah. It was, that was really interesting. And it just, and it shows, what the actors go through. <laughs> yeah, I found it really interesting, but yeah, yeah, it was cool. I thought the whole thing was cool. I, as bad as they say it is, I thought, you know what? I've seen worse horror movies. I wouldn't call it the the worst movie of all time, but I found it. I thought it was a fun movie because it was bad. Yes, and yeah, it's it's a hilarious bad. Like it's I've seen movies that are bad that you just are like, this is this is not fun. Like I'm not even enjoying watching this. Yeah, that Troll Two is fun to watch because it is it's humorously bad like it's so over the top bad that it's really fun <laughs> yeah the one thing i will mention though that i did not find fun is in the documentary they brought the the actual director in oh yeah that was so awkward like because the, the actors would be talking about like you know the crowd like you know how they didn't get the scripts the day before and this and he kept yelling things out like that's a lie like and things and i'm like yeah, oh my god this is scary you're remembering wrong he was a he's awful like this, I can't even imagine what it was like to work under him. Yeah. But he was like nasty. Like he was in a convention, like yelling at the actors, saying that they don't remember it. Yes, they all got the scripts. Yes, they their direction was good, and they're and all the actors are like I don't remember it like that. Uh, but they, all the actors agreed. So obviously that's the case. Yeah. But this guy couldn't accept that that he did a bad job. Like he still thinks it's a good movie and. He's like, I've directed 24 movies in English, and they're all great, and they're all... Like, yeah. he, this guy was a... Like, 
like a jerk. <laughs> yeah, and but I found too. I kind of, there was a sadness as well about it because I felt bad that they're all cutting up this movie as a as a big joke, and then yet there's something he produced and he yeah. he's, he's maybe proud of, and doesn't see it that way. You know what yeah. I mean? So there's another perspective there that I and I kind of ended up kind of feeling a little bit bad for him. Like he he kind of they kind of almost brought him in in a way where he was gonna get like kind of like torn torn apart. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was kind of almost, some of it was a bit unnecessary. Like, um, I don't know. It, it was, but I, I feel like at this point, like 17 years later, at that time of 17 years later, he, he, I feel like he should have embraced the fact that this movie is what it is. Cause I keep going back to the room, like Tommy Wiseau, uh, who directed it and wrote it. And it, it's a terrible movie, but it's the same cult status. He's embraced the fact that this movie is, like a comedy now, like it's yeah. He he literally said now it's a now suddenly it's a dark comedy, whereas before it was supposed to be a serious movie. Yeah, so yeah. he's em- he's embraced that. So when people talk about it and laugh about the lines and stuff like that, he accepts that and he laughs al- along with it. But this director has not accepted it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so he just he's just angry. Like he he yeah, it, it was very uncomfortable to watch <laughs> this director dealing with <laughs> with all of this. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very odd, but uh, but anyways, yeah, I'd say I give uh, Troll Two a thumbs up. It's worth a watch. Like, it, it is a fun movie. Go into it knowing you're gonna have fun watching it because yeah. it's it's just like it, it's it's got a campiness to it and a lot of great lines and a lot of just like weird scenes where you're like, what's going on in this? Like, I I, I give it a thumbs up. I think it's yeah. fine. I, I, I even ordered it. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, I was going to do. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up and see if I can find. I it got it. I, I got it. End up getting it on DVD with with Troll One. It's like the. Oh right. That's the other thing too. I, I noticed, which is kind of funny. I was putting a side note, but on the cover, because we've been talking a bit about covers of movies, on the cover of Troll Two, on the version like that one of the ma- original poster versions, it shows the kid at the bottom of the stairs, and it shows like a werewolf with an axe. <laughs> Which like that does not happen in the movie. Like, what is, what was there a werewolf in it? That is hilarious. Like, look at the cover of it when you look it up on Amazon. There's like really? there, there is a newer cover that looks has like kind of like the trolls on it or whatever they're supposed to be the goblins. Goblins. But but the the original poster has like a werewolf like in the shadows. You can see its silhouette with a with an axe in its hand. That is hilarious. It's almost like they didn't know what the movie was about, so they just made like a generic sort of scary looking cover. Yep. <laughs> I don't think anybody actually knew what the movie was about. I don't think anybody did. Even people making it, like no one even no. in it knew what it was about. So. No, but it was yeah. But it's definitely highly recommended. Like if you, it's uh, you can rent it on iTunes uh, right now, or you can find it places. But I would, if you haven't seen it, you should absolutely check it out because it is there are memorable lines, there's quotable lines, and you've never seen anything like this. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. If you can see the, if you can watch the documentary, do so. I watched it on YouTube. It's in Spanish. Oh, yeah. Well, it's got Spanish subtitles, but it's like you can still see it. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, good. it's still there. It's called The Best Worst Movie. So you can look that up uh, after you watch it, but but highly recommend it. Awesome. So that's <laughs> it for the show. Anything you want to add in before we go? No, I think we're good. I think we've covered absolutely everything there is to cover. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, stay home, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you next time on Loop and Larry, Guardians of Geek. Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner. A Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Wax on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain. My Captain. Life moves pretty fast. 
you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Wax off. 